0: And here we go! Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular. Yep.
1: Well, uh, the other one just stuck them up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around.
0: Welcome to Don't Be Crazy Podcast, I'm Justin Cavender, and with me as always, Mr. Zachary Rancourt, here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other is don't
1: be crazy.
0: Don't be crazy, Zach. Bo-body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bo-body.
1: Clearly, I've been watching a lot of The Office. I, I have re-watched it through for probably like the eighth or ninth time, but uh, that's okay. It's my comfort blanket, man. That's why I like it so much.
0: That's fair. I'm I'm watching it too. I'm on season 9 and I stopped. I hate season 9, so I just kind of start over.
1: <laughs> really? I I don't mind yeah, season I, I don't mind season 9 too much. I like Pistol think Pete.
0: Terrible. <laughs> I think uh like once Pam and Jim start fighting, then I'm just I tune out.
1: I'm not interested. Yeah, that's true. I do like the ending though. The season finale is, or series finale is pretty good. But it is the, it is the weaker of the seasons. I agree for sure. How are you, Justin? I am fabulous. Yeah. I have a Something's going on with my throat, though. <laughs> I have like an itch or a,
0: it's bothering me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't need it. But it's hard to talk right now for some reason. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Drink some uh, herbal tea. I do not have.
1: Oh. Drink some, <laughs> boil some Dr. Pepper.
0: I've had like 14 <laughs> Dr.
1: Peppers. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> How do you feel? I gotta pee. <laughs> How does it feel to be an all-American there?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's driving me nuts though, and I, I don't like it. Ravel, ravel, ravel. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't I, I don't want you to feel down and sad. Normally I'm fabulous, but right now, um my voice is cracking and I don't like it. <laughs> I got I got my second shot the other day and and I'm having weird side effects. I had a fever yesterday and my
1: face and body hurt and ached all over, mm-hmm. and maybe this is just a residual of that. Yeah, maybe. Tomorrow you'll be singing like a champ. Like Fergie and Jesus tomorrow. <laughs> i can't even look i can't even look at you right now <laughs> yeah, i like in hot rod when they actually rings the
0: bell and they're all just like
1: it's ah. <laughs> good i haven't seen hot rod in a really long time i should re-watch that one love that movie yeah. Anyway, so what have you been watching? I honestly haven't been watching them that much. It's just uh, mostly The Office. um, And then it's been really nice here in Seattle. So I've been hanging out outside. I've been reading my book. I'm reading. uh, Loser. (laughs) I'm rereading. I'm rereading. I'm reading Starship Troopers, the actual book, to see the differences. And it's quite different. Uh, But I also watched. I did watch Camp Nowhere on the Disney Channel, which I don't know if you've seen that or not. With Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. Yeah. It's. um. The movie Accepted is essentially the exact same thing. So it it definitely took from camp nowhere. Uh, But there's a lot of the same kind of elements, you know, in in heavyweights too in this movie. But uh, it's not too bad. And then I watched this really awesome horror film called His House on Netflix. Whose house? (laughs) (laughs) Run's House on on Netflix. I wonder if I already talked about this one. I think I did. But anyhow, uh, that was a really good one on Netflix. And then um, I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. Love it. It's uh, episode... Was that five? Yeah, episode five was really good. And then I guess there's only six episodes in this series, right? So, um, and then I watched the uh, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, and I enjoyed that too. So nothing too crazy. It's been a very low-key weekend for sure for me, or week, I should say. What have you been cool. watching?
0: Um, Also watching Christopher Lloyd <laughs> plowed through Back to the Future Trilogy, which is a lot of fun. Okay, I watched the first one. I don't know, like on Sunday or Monday or something. And then I was like, well, now I got to watch them all. So then I just watched two and three. Uh, I've been watching Demon Slayer. All caught up with that. Season one is done. And in the books, the movie comes out on Friday. having a live stream about it with work on Friday. So I had to be up to date and current on my Demon Slayer knowledge. And then uh, I started the hateful eight. And I hadn't watched the episodic version yet on Netflix. I had only ever watched... It from start to finish. I had never really watched them as episodes that you can do on Netflix. And so it was it was a little different. Mm -hmm. I liked it.
1: Yeah. I like that you can you can break it up, and then there's more he added more footage to it too.
0: Right, right. There was like this whole conversation that that uh general, what is it, Warren, Marques, and and OB were having outside the the stage carriage and everything. Yeah, I was like, what is this? I don't even remember this. And so, yeah, it was fun. I dug it. I was, I was intrigued. Yes. There's not a whole lot going on in that movie, but Uh-oh. at the same time, <laughs> there is. <laughs> so, it's, it's really weird. Like, you know, it was written to be kind of like a play, and mm-hmm. you could see that. Like, I imagine if this were on stage, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily be paying attention to the people that are talking. I would more or less be, my eyes would be wandering, which is kind of <laughs> cool because the movie is shot so wide mm-hmm. that you are able to see what's going on in the background. Um, so it is kind of cool
1: in that in retrospect. Old Mary Todd's calling,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old Mary Todd, like, Leave me alone, I'm riding my friends. <laughs> so,
1: and yeah, I love that movie, yeah.
0: It's fun. I mean, I, I can't stand the amount of times they say they drop the n word in that movie, like 8,000 goddamn times, and it's a little brutal. And then um, I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. Just beat the shit out of that game. And uh, I mean, I can only go so far. It's waiting on new content to, to progress further. But um, I got a credit screen. So that's all that matters. I'm, I'm doing the beat a game a month at least. And that that counts.
1: Yeah. So I saw that you post that on Twitter and our buddy Jeff. Uh, he worked at Target he actually, when I bought Monster Hunter World and I, I dabbled like 10 hours into that, he helped me a lot because he's he's really good at that game. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. I suck. Yeah. Yeah. I saw he was like, hey, hit me up if you need help. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm like, I always need help. I suck. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> I, I'm bad at that game. I can't play it. I've already conceded in the fact that I do not want to continue. But
0: Well, I mean, not to talk you into it or anything, but uh, Monster Hunter Rise is the most accessible Monster Hunter game ever made. The mobility is crazy. And as someone like me that sucked at every single Monster Hunter game ever to be made, I am thriving. So... Uh, just a quick change of pace and whatever they're doing, it's working because I have always been terrible and now I am the ultimate monster hunter.
1: Ooh, you are the monster hunter. You are yes. Mila Jovovich in the failed movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or Ron Perlman. Yeah. I'll take it. Even, even Mila Jovovich in a failed
1: movie is still pretty badass. That's true. I like her a lot. L- yeah. Lilu Dallas Multipass. She is good people. <laughs> She's done. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. <laughs>
0: Uh, my favorite part in the whole Coban, movie. Coban, Coban, Coban. I, have two, I have two favorite parts. One is, yeah, is when um, Ruby Rod is <laughs> is uh, about to fall through the floor. The ceiling, yeah. And he's just like, Aah! Like super high-pitched. <laughs> I think that is so fucking funny. Uh, and then when when <laughs> Corbin Dallas asks the, the deaf guy for a gun. Oh, and yeah. he slides over like the, the
1: pool balls. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah what's with that guy he's like i don't know i don't know if he's like cross-dressing or anything but yeah he has he's with he has those character. yeah those gals and then he throws the pool balls <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like thumbs up like yeah. I
1: so you. funny oh yeah. man yeah but yeah chris tucker is hilarious in that movie oh my god he's so funny
0: go in, go in.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh and i like the guy with the hat at the beginning too which guy
0: Give me the cash. The cash. Yeah. <laughs> he starts dancing. <laughs> oh my god! So ridiculous. I, I
1: do like that movie a lot. Anyway,
0: yeah. let's let's move on. So today we're going to talk about Friday the Thirteenth, and not the original, mind you. We are doing the 2009 reboot, which is available in streaming on HBO Max, it has a runtime of a whopping 97 minutes, which is interesting because. The first 23 goddamn minutes is like the (laughs) intro. (laughs) So it's kind of a twofer.
1: But uh, yeah,
0: directed by Marcus Nispel, I guess is his name. Is it Nispel?
1: Uh,
0: I probably, I call him Nispel or whatever. Nispel, all right like the municipal court, Marcus, (laughs) Marcus municipal court. Yes, exactly. uh, Who you might know from the Texas chainsaw massacre reboot or remake rather in 2003. And then also Pathfinder, which I had no idea he did that movie. I saw that movie just like on a whim. I had no idea what the hell it was. And I was actually pleasantly surprised that, I mean, it's one of those ones like 13th warrior where there's not a whole lot of talking. It's kind of weird. And you just watch it. It's like a giant game of cat and mouse in the, in the forest. Right. But it's still kind of fun at the end of the day. So, Yeah, written by Damien Shannon and Mark Swift. The cast includes, <clears throat> excuse me, Derek Mears, who does uh, Jason Voorhees, Jared Padalecki from uh, Supernatural, you might know, uh, Danielle Panabaker, Amanda Rigetti, Aaron Wu, uh, Arlen Escarpetta. <laughs> Arlen Escarpetta? Escarpetta! Escarpetta. And uh, <laughs> then you have Rip Van Winkle. and uh, Bringing up the end there.
1: <laughs> That's not his name? Travis <laughs> Van Winkle.
0: There you go. Rip Van Winkle slept through the American Revolution. I think, maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he he took a took a swig of something and passed out for a while. Had to sleep it off. There so go. there you have it. Critical reception. Wouldn't you know it? The uh, the critics were not kind to this movie. Is a whopping 26 percent on the old Rotten Tomato meter there, and that's unfortunate. We'll start with the we'll start with the bad. We'll just rip it off just like a band aid. And um, let's see here, Peter Whittle from the Times in the UK says this reimagining in quotes by director Marcus Nispel of the 1980 slasher movie is one hell of a bore. Wow, he was bored out of it. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with it. Richard Propes from the IndependentCritic.com says Friday the 13th is a mediocre film. Does mediocre deserve a rotten tomato then? Shouldn't it be like a ripe? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> kind of, a, like a banana that's like yeah. starting to brown. <laughs> yeah, you'd still eat it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then da- this one caught my eye. David Harris from Spectrum Culture says, Unfortunately, this Michael Bay produced version suffers from Horror clicheitis of the 2000s, and I think that pointing out that it was produced by Michael Bay is a mistake, and we'll get to that later. Uh, I have some I have some interesting questions that that pertain to Mr. Michael Bay, right. and uh, there's some trivia on here that that actually is kind of shocking to me, so I can't wait till you get to that. But uh, that alone tells me that perhaps this guy didn't even watch the movie. <laughs> Give it a 1.5 out of 5. Oof. Yeah. Wow. What a dork. And I, th- and I think if you actually watch the movie, you know, there's no fucking helicopters <laughs> and, and upward shots of like Jason reloading his machete. You know, it's like it's 100% has nothing to do with Michael Bay other than the production company is one that he started. And of course, that allows his name to be in the credits. So I think that that is a tad bit absurd. There's no Ben Affleck
1: and no Aerosmith for a number one hit. Yeah,
0: honestly, he doesn't have like offshore drilling equipment. (laughs) Maybe he dug tunnels. Well,
1: you might have some pretty hardcore. In Jason X, you know he's going to the asteroids, right? And he's trying to blow them up. Right. (laughs) He's like, don't worry, I got this. Hold, (laughs) hold my bear
0: and my machete. He's like, tell Gracie I love her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So, then, to get to the good comments here, Candice Frederick from Real Talk Online says, If you're a diehard Jason fan like myself, check out the movie with popcorn and a group of friends. If not, sit this one out. So, there's that. And then, Federico Forzan from Sinopolis, I guess, says... For a remake, it's not that bad. At least it throws some turns on the formula and manages to be original at some point. Full review in Spanish. Ooh. Which I'm not prepared <laughs> to do. Yo no sé. I can parlez Francine pretty good. You know.
1: Trebian, as it were. Like an Ablo Espanol. Yeah. Malamo Peggy Hill. Okay, when I translate, I'm going to say I, but what I really mean is, <laughs> is, is Ernesto. Is Ernesto? So I'm going to say blah, 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 blah. I, blah, blah, blah,
0: blah, blah. blah <laughs> yeah, that's for him.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: But not I remember. He goes. He remembers Toby. <laughs> ah, I remember Toby. <laughs> uh, anyway, the budget was nineteen million dollars. Opening weekend, it saw forty point five million, and that was on uh, Valentine's weekend. You're looking at February fifteenth, two thousand and nine. It grows sixty five million here in the United States and a whopping ninety one million worldwide, which is not too shabby for a twenty dollar or twenty million dollar horror film.
1: Um, that is interesting. Oh yes, no, that actually is accurate. Okay, never mind. I will. I'll talk about that later. But uh, just the release date—that's accurate. I was looking at that. I'm like, is that right? But that is right. So
0: that's what the internet told me.
1: <clears throat> no, no, no. Yeah, I have. A, I listened to the internet. I have a story about it. When we get to the nitty gritty, when we get to the bulk of the podcast, I'll talk about it. Oh, is it my turn? I'm sorry. I think so. You do oh. the trivia. Oh, I'm just... I need I need some lemon water and some tea. I'm the My funny man. Is, I'm the funny man. <laughs> okay, well include I'm the funny man. Buddy, buddy, buddy. I hate that movie. Including <laughs> in, including the 2009 remake, Jason has killed more than 200 people throughout the Friday the 13th series. That is a lot of people. Jason yeah, needs to calm high. down. He needs to calm yeah. down a little bit there.
0: There must have been one scene where he just went to like a party and just.
1: Took a lawnmower and just ran <laughs> over everybody because I don't remember 200 people. Um, well, you know, you have 10 films and then you have the Freddy versus Jason. And in that one, he kills like at least 20 people. So let's say he kills an average of 10 people a movie. Well, that's 100. But so, uh, Yeah, I don't know, actually. I know. It just seems high. I don't know where the 200 would be uh yeah that's that's weird i'm gonna I don't need know. a kill count There's gotta be a yeah. YouTube video on a kill count i think there is uh producer michael bay walked out in the movie premiere stating the movie featured too much sex which is sex Whoa. he really Whoa. did that is very odd huh okay he did a squirt bottle to cool himself <laughs> off <laughs> He got an icy. <laughs> he mixed the blue blue with the red there. See, <laughs> it's like someone fly in a helicopter and and douse me. I'm, I'm getting hot there. With forty two point two million dollars, uh, it had the the biggest opening weekend of a horror remake, beating out former record holder The Grudge in two thousand and four with thirty nine million. So that's pretty I cool. yes, yeah, so that's
0: really good. And I think it was uh, the next one to to beat the shit out of that record. Didn't it? Uh, it crushed it. Yeah,
1: it did really well. What was? Oh, I just spaced. I thought there was a oh halloween didn't halloween the one that came out a couple of years ago it's like a remake sequel remake thing
0: right where so it's just it's called the halloween sequel to h2o or whatever
1: well it's the sequel to the original halloween yes. called halloween right it uh, reboots it all right i thought that had the biggest opening but i could be wrong so you, I think it. I know, they always right. they
0: always like have some weird caveat to it. Like this is the number one movie in September as long as it was before the ninth
1: and it had a clown in it. So on a full moon, on a yeah. full moon, when candy sales were through the roof,
0: they'll do whatever they can to just kind of get that number one mark. Right. Absolutely. This is the, the highest grossing movie with only two letters in the title. <laughs>
1: Not starring Tim Curry. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, exactly. It's so stupid how they do that. It's like, base- it's like baseball okay. stats right there. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> so Derek Mears is the ninth nine. He's the ninth actor to portray the adult Jason Voorhees in the series following Steve Dash, Warrington Gillette, Richard Bro- Brooker, Ted White, CJ Graham, Tom Morga, Kane Hodder and Ken Kurzinger. As of this movie, Hotter is the only actor to have portrayed the character more than once with four films under his belt from 1988 to 2001. And I really like Kane Hodder a lot. I've heard he is a very, very fun person to interview and talk to. And I, I hear He'll he's strangle you. I know. That's awesome. That's his,
0: that's his jam. He puts on his gloves and he just fucking strangles you for a photo.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome, Justin. Yeah. I would pay top dollar for that. So Yeah. I wonder if Stephen Alva has been strangled by Kane I f- probably. I think he has. I know that he interviewed him. I'm pretty sure he did. But yeah. So Clay and Whitney's last name is Miller. This is a reference to Victor Miller, the creator of Friday the 13th, the 1980 series. So Travis Van Winkle plays a character named Rip Rip (laughs) Van Winkle. Travis plays a character named Trent, the same name as his character, Trent DeMarco from Transformers, which was directed by Michael Bay. According to Bay himself, this is the same character, revealing that both this movie and that franchise occur in the same universe wow that's really i'm blown that's really dumb (laughs) i'm sorry that's weird why didn't the decepticons come and kill the kids instead of jason
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're just out there doing decepticon shit Uh, they're too busy
1: scheming and tricking people
0: into being walkmans and and such there you go all right do you want a synopsis of
1: this movie I mean, I've seen it, so I'm good, Me? but if you want to read so. <laughs> All right, podcast over. So on June 13th, 1980, a young Jason Voorhees, uh, Jason Voorhees, watches as his mother Pamela is beheaded by a camp counselor who is trying to escape Mrs. Voorhees' murder spree around Camp Crystal Lake. Almost 30 years later, a group of friends, including Whitney Miller, arrive for a camping trip at Camp Crystal Lake, where they hope to find a crop of marijuana, the devil's lettuce, growing in the woods. That night, an adult Jason kills everyone except Whitney, whom he captures as she resembles his mother at a young age. Six weeks later, Trent, his girlfriend Jenna, and friends Chelsea, Bree, Chewy, Nolan, and Lawrence arrive at Trent's summer cabin on the shore of Crystal Lake. Meanwhile, Whitney's brother, Clay Miller, arrives at the lake to search for her. Clay visits Trent's cabin, and Jenna agrees to help him search for Whitney. Chelsea and Nolan go wakeboarding on the the lake where Jason kills Nolan with an arrow and fatally stabs Chelsea with a machete. Meanwhile, Clay and Jenna search the old Crystal Lake campgrounds where they see Jason hauling a body into the abandoned camphouse. Jenna and Clay run back to the cabin to warn the others about Jason. Chewy is killed by Jason in a tool shed near the cabin, while Trent and Bree have sex in the, in the bedroom. Jenna and Clay arrive, and Clay calls the police. Jason then disconnects the cabin's electricity. Lawrence heads outside to search for Chewie, and Jason kills him with an axe. Jason then sneaks inside and kills Bree. A police officer arrives and knocks on the front door, but is killed by Jason before he can enter. Trent, Clay, and Jenna escape the cabin and become separated, and Trent is killed by Jason when he reaches the main road. Jason chases Clay and Jenna back to the campgrounds, where Clay discovers Jason's lair and finds his sister underground, chained to a wall. Clay frees Whitney, and all three try to escape as Jason arrives. They find an exit, but Jenna is killed before she can escape. Jason corners Clay and Whitney in a barn, and Whitney confuses Jason by pretending to be Pamela. Clay and Whitney subdue Jason with a length of chain, and Whitney stabs Jason in the chest with his own machete. After sunrise, Clay and Whitney dump Jason's body into the lake, but before they leave, Jason bursts through the wooden dock and grabs Whitney. And that was Friday the 13th.
0: Wow, that's pretty quick. Hell yeah, man. That was way faster than ninety-seven minutes.
1: Yeah, that was a good synopsis. That was it was brief. <laughs> I like it. There wasn't a whole lot of you know backstory. It wasn't like Clay gets some missing posters out and
0: <laughs> yeah, uses thirteen point two staples on the telephone pole. <laughs>
1: and apparently, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: geez. yeah, that was a good synopsis. I liked it.
1: Yeah, quick. It was brief. Yeah.
0: Alright. So, when did you first see this version of Friday the 13th, and would you say, Zach, that it is better than any of the previous
1: installments of the Friday the 13th franchise? So, that was something I was I was looking at when it said the release date was the 15th, because I was in college at this point, and I was dating a gal back home. Your mom
0: goes to college.
1: She did not. I went to college. Uh, but I was dating a gal back home, and I... I went over to her house for the weekend but i met up with my friends tom and tyler to go watch this on opening night because we were super excited and then when i came back home my girlfriend at the time was asleep and i couldn't get into the house so i had to like break through the window but anyways um i broke up with her the next day and i was that was a really dick move of me because it was valentine's day and so that's why i was like what just happened so when i looked at that thing I didn't believe that it was on the 15th, but that kind of makes sense because I think they tried to get it as close to the actual 13th as possible. So, but what a weird time to release a horror film during Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know, so, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an, a gigantic Friday the 13th fan. I think I messaged you when they had that box set that came out um, in the wintertime that was like the definitive collection, the Camp Crystal Lake collection. Uh, I really want that, but at the same time, I don't want to pay the ludicrous amount that they charge for it because I own all, I think nine of them, not, I don't own Jason X, but I own nine of them, no, eight of them on digital and, uh, really, really like them. I have this awesome table, uh, coffee table book called like camp crystal Lake memories or something. And it has the making and just articles and stuff. It's really cool. So this one was, uh, it was good. I, I I liked this one a lot. Um, I think I appreciated it more over time, but it's it's really hard to beat the originals. So in terms of how it compares, you know, I think that th- two, three, four, it takes a lot of those elements, but it's it's really hard to beat the originals in certain senses. And we'll we'll dive more into that. But but yeah, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily better than any of the previous installments jason's scary as shit but <laughs> right. that's about it but what about you jason or i almost called you jason jason yeah. jason cavender don't do that i hate it when
0: people call me <laughs>
1: justin <Jason>. Voorhees. <laughs> yeah
0: it bothers me it pisses me off is me right off <laughs> um yeah I, I enjoy it i i think i don't know because i really like well I, so i like the first three films quite a bit uh one obviously the the spoiler or the twist at the end is that, you know, the mom, I thought that was pretty gnarly the first time I saw that. I was like, whoa, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> These teenagers couldn't take on this crazy old lady. And then.
1: <laughs> ADAA? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then um the second one was interesting because he's got that bag over his head, like a little potato sack type thing. Yeah, and, with one eye hole out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking how weird that was. I was like, what the fuck? And... Um, just really, uh, really enjoying that. And so, and then the third one, he gets his mask, which I thought was really cool too. So, mm-hmm. and then that one biker guy gets his arm chopped off. And there's a lot of fun deaths in, in three, I think. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I enjoy those ones a lot. And then each one, I sort of start to enjoy a little bit less. And then uh, it is what it is. Jason's kind of a hard character for me to wrap my head around. Like, I'm not always into him. And we can get into that later, just because uh, growing up as, as a kid, it was always. Um, you know, like Freddie and Jason were the two like big wigs in my house for for horror movies. and one is is kind of evangelical and silly and fun. and the other one doesn't really say a whole lot. <laughs> <So it> was, <laughs> uh, I had a favorite, I had a clear favorite. and so I think the only thing that made Jason interesting for me was how he was gonna kill somebody, but even then it was always kind of limited. So this one was fun for me in that, I got scared a couple of times. I was like, man, I don't remember this being all that scary. And then sure enough, I was like kind of freaked out. There was one point where I got behind my couch. I was like, (laughs) I don't don't know why I'm standing right now, but I'm definitely (laughs) nervous, which was kind of weird. And so, um, you know, it, it, it scared me at times, which I thought was interesting because there aren't too many horror movies that scare me these days. And this one did, which I think is so weird since it is a remake and it's a story that I've seen a thousand times, but uh, just, for whatever reason, it just kind of made my skin crawl at times, uh, especially when he was when they were hiding under the house and you just saw Jason's legs and he's like, saw his, he saw the backpack and he's like, oh, there's some motherfuckers here on my property and it took <laughs> our jobs and I'm going to kill him. And so that part of me was really nerve wracking. What about you?
1: Did this film scare you at all? I think there are parts. So the, I think the prologue scared me. And even though I knew what happened, because I'd I've seen this movie like three or four times, Uh, I hadn't seen it in quite a while, so I think everything about um, it—um—how he runs, how he set up the booby traps, all that kind of stuff—just really got me. And and I just like you like to watch horror films at night, so that definitely added an element of of fear for me. Because I mean, when I pause it to like go to the bathroom, I kind of look down the dark hallway. I'm like, do I want a light when I go down here? (laughs) What do do so um. And, you know, I'm I'm a big outdoorsman. I mean, I have a freaking tent t- tattooed on my tree or on my arm. And um, when when they showed, you know, like your things that go bump in the night when you're in your tent, and you're you kind of hear a twig break. What was that? Every time I camp, I do get a little cautious and I'm like, is Jason outside waiting for me? So <laughs> I think that's what got me more terrified. But yeah, that prologue was was creepy as hell. Other, otherwise, the rest of the movie didn't really scare me very much. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was impressed with the, the intro.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was, uh, <laughs> the opening prologue is an astounding 23 minutes Holy shit. before we see the Friday the 13th title card. And did that alone take you by surprise? Or were you under the impression that this was the lot that was going to be our focus group for the duration of the film, only to be murdered after 23 whopping minutes? I mean, a normal horror prologue is usually like 10 minutes or less.
1: Was it really 23 minutes? Yep. Jesus. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
0: what is happening right now? I don't understand.
1: I mean, for a movie that's only like an hour and 35 minutes, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a good chunk. That's like a quarter of the movie. Wow. Ish. Um, that's crazy. I didn't know that. So yeah, like I said, I mean, so the prologue was was so interesting because you kind of look at these characters and you're like, should I care about them? Should I not? Uh the whole introduction of Jason was really really well done during the credit sequence where you know if you're if you're a hardcore fan of Friday the 13th you don't need to see Pamela Voorhees that whole story fleshed out so I'm glad they just went to Alice running away and you know the credits are flashing between and then Pamela Voorhees kind of gives her thing then she cuts her head off and then little Jason takes her brooch and all that kind of stuff um I really enjoyed how they just kind of shoved that in there at the beginning because that was a, a nod to the fans because when people think Friday the 13th, they don't think Pam Voorhees necessarily. I think Jason. Uh, so I think it's... uh I thought that that was really well done and the fact that they... He set up that, like, the bear trap, booby trap for... I forgot what that guy's name was, but he had to, like, watch his... Richie? Richie, yeah. He had to watch his girlfriend just get boiled alive in the sleeping bag. It was disgusting and... I mean, that's the kind of shit that Jason from the 80s wouldn't do. He would just, I mean, he would grab the person in the sleeping bag and hit them against a tree until they die. Or he would cut off someone's head and that was it. He wouldn't set these elaborate traps for them. So I think that was really, really interesting. And then the most terrifying part, Justin, was seeing Jason at a run slash jog. That scared the shit out of me because the Jason I know is a slow or shows up random times that you think you you have a mile ahead you're a mile ahead of him and all of a sudden he's right in front of you that's the kind of shit that scares me when you see an actual jason run and i think they did a very very good job in this opening establishing that hey this isn't going to be your your typical friday the 13th movie this ain't your this ain't your father's movie you know (laughs) (laughs) it's your father's friday the 13th (laughs) day exactly
0: (laughs) i got you man uh, I mean, I I made note of that, and I actually have a question for you about that a little bit Ooh. later on. But you know, you you spoke of Richie's death and how he had to get that little bear trap on his leg, and and for me, for the most part, these deaths were actually pretty uninspired. You know, like um, I I do mention in my notes that one of the early killings with Amanda and her sleeping bag over the fire while Richie's watching, and um, that was that was pretty awful. Like that, that grossed me out. And then Joey's death where Jason appeared uh, behind him as, a, as like a broken light is flickering. and Then all of a sudden he was just there. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Um, but those are the only two standouts for me. What about you? So, yeah. So for me, um, I kind of... Well, what do you mean like uninspired? Like you just didn't care about the characters or... No, I just mean that it's all stuff that we've seen before. He's just
0: stabbing oh. somebody with an axe mm-hmm. or he shoves some deer antlers in a girl's back or, <laughs> uh, you know, nothing was amazing you know like when you watch something like saw where it's just like oh my god i can't believe he just killed that that person had to dig through someone's stomach to to get the key right. or or friday the third i'm sorry nightmare on elm street how each whatever each person's fear is is how he kills them you know that's that's pretty crazy so if right. someone's afraid of of whatever like um like the one end of my least favorite kill of all time is with the girl that's anorexic and then she like has to feed herself and and then he's she's like getting gorged with all this food and then it's it cuts to zooms out and he's like actually cutting her stomach open and feeding her him herself oh there's like a cake or something and he's just feeding her all this cake but then it's really her body oh it's fucking gross i hate it It's, it's it's from number five i think and it's so goddamn awful and i hate it and um so i mean stuff like that stuff that gets under my skin and, and drives me nuts that's what i mean by it being like uninspired these people are just getting uh stabbed in the face or or you know th- he throws the axe in someone's back he he lifts up fan winkle and throat trent <laughs> and throws him on some spikes on a car as it drives away i mean nothing was like blowing me away remember in three that like we were talking about how the popping the eye out and how gross that was <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know shit like that that just really grosses me out but i mean there was the arrow to the guy's face mm. there was the one girl that got stabbed in the head and then he pulls her up and then she gets stuck on the dock and then she falls back down mm. it was basically just to get her her breast in the shot yeah. is really all <laughs> I, that was i know <laughs> gratuitous nude scene exactly that's when michael and, bay left <laughs> yeah yeah he's like i, I don't like that uh. Wash my hands. And then <laughs> so to me, they were just kind of, you know, throw away death scenes. That's all I was getting at.
1: Oh, yeah. I, t- I mean, I, I get what you're saying. But for me, like Lawrence, um, when he got the axe in, in his back, I thought that was really interesting because you see Jason run after this, this axe and then just chuck it across with incredible accuracy and nail him in the back and then use him as bait. And I'm just like, holy shit, that was really cool because I've never seen Jason use people as bait like that. So I think that was really cool. Um, when Jenna died, that was a shock to me, you know, when she gets stabbed. But you're right. Like hers wasn't anything that was she got stabbed through the, the, the chest it was, or the back, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that's nothing. We've seen that. A thousand yeah, years.
1: but I still was kind of shocked because I thought she was going to be the final girl. So right. that was weird. Um, yeah, Trent's death. I mean, even though he did get stabbed like that, that built a lot of tension. And honestly, I don't remember what happened when uh, when I when I watched it the other night. I was like, oh, shit, is Jason actually driving the car? And so when he, you know, he comes out from the woods, kills him and then puts him on the 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 tow truck thing as the tow truck driver drives away. I thought that was really cool. But you're right. There wasn't anything that was really super inventive. So I guess they were kind of uninspired. Yeah. Other than maybe the sleeping bag one and then the bear trap thing. Um, Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I thought they were really gruesome just because of his ferocity and, and how brutal this, this iteration of Jason was, but yeah, nothing, nothing really stands out, I guess.
0: Okay. So Derek Mears has his work cut out for him playing such an iconic role, especially when Kane Hodder is pretty much, you know, the crowd favorite. However, this is a new type of Jason. You know, he's more like John Rambo than Jason Voorhees. Yeah. We talked about it. He sets traps. He moves quickly. We actually see him run. He uses tunnels to teleport. Uh, traditionally we just put someone's running and then all of a sudden jason's right in front of them and you're like how the hell do they do that motherfucker star trek beaming all over the goddamn place but <laughs> wouldn't you know he's just digging tunnels he's been he's been around since 1980 so he's had plenty of time to dig freaking tunnels but he's also a bit of a spry fox you know he's just all over the goddamn place and there's one moment where he drops back into one of the tunnels like a ninja and i was like what the <laughs> fuck dude this guy's crazy and uh, did you, so you obviously noticed that change in behavior and did you respond pretty well to it? Were you like, this is not the Jason that I know and I like it? Or were you like, what the hell am I watching?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely liked it. It enhanced the movie for me because it was, it was kind of like drawing back the curtain and be like, oh, that's kind of how he does it. And I watched a behind the scenes on it and they were talking about how in any real horror film or like a slasher film, you have to decide if the killer is going to be supernatural or realistic. And so with this one, they made him more realistic, which explains why he can get from point a to point B so quickly. And I really, really enjoyed the shit out of that. Just the idea that this guy has like, if you come to crystal Lake, you done fucked up because he knows every square inch of that place. And he has all of his booby traps. He's got lights. If he wants to pull on lights and whatever, um, so I really enjoyed that kind of aspect cuz it humanized Jason a bit. So I think I think that's how remake should be done. I think that they should take ideas from the past and maybe not do a shot for shot remake but really kind of incorporate different thoughts into it. So like this film took, you know, elements of 2, 3 and 4 and and mixed them all in there but just kind of added their own little flair, added their 27 buttons onto it, pieces of flair. Yeah. The 15 pieces. Yeah, that's the bare minimum, you know, but here at Tchotchkes, you know, if you want (laughs) to. So and I I think I think it really enhanced the fear factor for the viewer because you're just kind of like, shit, all these little underground tunnels he has. If I run, you know, west 100 yards, is he going to pop up right in front of me? Because I don't know his tunnels. So I think that was really, really cool and and, and done very well. Um, And again, I just I cannot get over the fact that when I first saw the trailer before the movie came out. I was like, Jason runs. I don't like this. <laughs> not, not, not in a way of like, I think it's going to be bad. I was just, I was terrified. I'm like, I don't like serial killers who run it, it, slashers that run it scares me so mm-hmm. I really chase this gross. oh yeah. my god yeah when Freddy like in a nightmare on Elm Street the original when he runs after Nancy in I'm sorry after Tina down the, the alleyway I don't like that that's actually one of my least favorite parts in, in the yeah, movie. yeah he's like taunting her and he's like kind of bent over yep. and just being weird I, I just don't like when they run because I'm like oh my god please just stay away from me it's yeah it gives me he's got ability. all these
0: tables set up with little tiny cups of water in case he's winded
1: <laughs> yeah Gatorade yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, I need to power up really fast. Yeah,
1: <laughs> You can run. I'll catch up. No big deal. I got tunnels. I got a foam roll. See? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I think it was it, it was a really cool transition they made. And and I, I, I dig what they did with it. And, you know, it's that's that's how a remake should be done, in my opinion. All right. That's fair. So
0: this movie, along with Platinum Dunes, gets tons of negative feedback due to one of its creators being Michael Bay. Now, Platinum Dooms is his production company, and I'm not entirely certain how much hands-on Michael Bay had during this film's production. Uh, you know, you mentioned in trivia that he did walk out of the premiere because it had too much sex, and that tells me that he had no idea what was going on with this motion picture show. Uh, you know, would you agree to that? Like, is his name just in the credits because it's under his production company? And do you believe it's silly to hate on a movie for this reason?
1: I mean, I think it was the perfect amount of sex in the film. I don't think it was gratuitous. I don't think there was too much. It's it's one of the slasher film codes. Like if you have sex, you're going to die. You know, that's what Randy says in um, in Scream. Right. So it totally makes sense. I don't think it's gratuitous. And I feel that a person like Michael Bay, who is just he's got to be a controlling guy. He had to have known. Uh, and i think maybe the walkout might have been more of a publicity stunt or maybe a anecdotal he said she said sort of thing
0: cuz mm-hmm. cuz there's no
1: way that it's per- in the trivia Zach, i know but there's no way that a person like michael bay would put his name on something and not be privy to to kind of what's going on i i just i, I don't buy it i'm sorry but mm-hmm. yeah it's um it's interesting it, it it adds for a good story but it's interesting but yeah um and i i don't I'm sorry. You said, uh, "Do you believe it's silly to hate on this movie for that reason?" I don't. I don't hate on it at all. Um, I think that it was a it was well done. I really enjoyed the sex scene too because he's like, "Oh, your tits are stupendous," and <laughs> just the most yeah. awkward sex scene. <laughs> yeah, it was like, "You have know, like, you know, like a perfect nipple placement." Awesome, yeah, perfect nipple placement or something. <laughs> so, yeah, it was so stupid. Weird. Yeah, no,
0: I know you don't hate on it, but oh. I mean, right there, the critics were saying, you know, one of the someone was quick to point out that this is a Michael Bay movie, and I don't think it is. I don't think there's anything about this movie that screams Michael Bay. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. No helicopters, no explosions, like you're saying. It's definitely a Marcus Nispel film. And I think the thing that bothered me about it, though, was I think Nispel, who had success with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake... He leaned a little too heavily on that success. And I felt elements in this film that reminded me of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with even like that lady who answers the door and she's like, he don't like to be bothered yeah, and all he's that. He's a sweet boy. Yeah, He's a sweet boy. <laughs> I just was like, wait, what? When did we transport into that world? <laughs> yes, they deserve to die. I hope now. <laughs> so and then even just the the hoarding of old, creepy, you know, Uh, what would you call them? knickknacks and such. Yeah. Trinkets and things. It it was too much like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that really kind of pissed me off because I'm like Nispel, look, you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice and you need to do your own thing here. I get you want to humanize him, but it it seemed a little too, too, I don't know, on the nose irrelevant to, to his other film. So that's where I would probably be like, yeah, this isn't, I I would never guess this is a Michael Bay production Mm -hmm. other than looking at platinum dunes. So, Sure. Well, I
0: think I think the the trinkets that are there, and just to, to really bring home that sense of um, ab- abandonment, you know, like this is this is a place that is no longer open or friendly mm-hmm. to visitors. You know, uh, I don't know if he's so bold as to have trophies for people that he kills. I think he's past that, but. I mean, people just drop things as they're getting murdered. I suppose. Yeah. They turn out their pockets, <laughs> <laughs> and so there's just crap on the floor. It's not like he was. It's not like it was a well decorated place. Like, and this is where I keep my Dundee awards. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different. It's a two hundred dollar plasma. <laughs> Welcome to my dojo.
1: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. Mm, yeah,
0: that's fun. So Jason Voorhees is normally a, pr- a pretty one dimensional character. You know, he doesn't use his words. But rather his weapons. Where does Jason rank in your top five or 10 in horror
1: movie villains? So I thought about this one and uh, it's it's hard because I go back and forth between them. But I think my number one of all time is Michael Myers. And just because Halloween had such a formative point in my, it was a formative point in my life. And I absolutely love the Halloween franchise. So it's Michael Myers. And then at a very close second is Jason Voorhees. Then I got Freddy Krueger. I got Ghostface from Saw. I'm I'm sorry from Scream. I was trying to read my next one. I got Jigsaw from Saw, Leatherface, Chucky, Jack Torrance, Pennywise, and then I just put zombies. Ran- like random zombies, because I think they're, they're twenty-eight
0: days later. <laughs>
1: zombies. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into that discussion. <laughs> they're infected. They're not zombies, but oh, whatever. Oh, um, they
0: are zombies. They have lost control of their mind. Uh... They are just uh, doing. They're running.
1: They're just sick. They're sick. See, they just need some medicine. That's why they're running. <laughs> so... Ointment. They need some ointment. Some zombie ointment. But J- I mean, it's 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 hard because Jason is so iconic, and you think about we were talking about Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and that's when he he dons his iconic hockey mask and that's how everyone knows jason i mean you could put a hockey mask on any random person and give them a machete and you'd be like oh friday the 13th right you know oh that's jason he is just so iconic as that unstoppable terminator killing force sort of thing you know not sarah connor before she could do all the chin-ups but like terminator so (laughs) it's um yeah. He's pretty he's pretty important in terms of the, the the villain hierarchy for me. I absolutely love the Friday the thirteenth series. I watch them a lot during the year, I should say, and especially during Halloween. I put it on like repeat basically. So they're just uh they're they're incredible. But he's he's up there, man. He's like a top eighty for me. Top eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear all of them now. <laughs> I don't even have.
0: Yeah. I don't uh I don't really have favorite horror villains. I was thinking about that too. I'm not I can't rank them. Right. I think settings are more scary to me than the actual villains. Mm-hmm. You know? Like uh Wrong Turn. I don't particularly like the movie, but that scenario freaks me out to my core. Same with like The Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, shit like that. Oh dude. It's yeah. uh I don't like <laughs> Yeah, not a fan. Jaws. Oh my god! If I was in a fucking boat out in the middle of the ocean being terrorized by a shark, I don't even know what I'd, I'd shoot myself in the mouth with a flare gun and hope that it killed me because I would just be too goddamn scared to deal with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just wouldn't work. I would hate every second of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan. That's awesome
0: though. I'm like you're not eating me, dude. I'm dying on this boat, and you're just out of luck. <laughs> you're not getting this. Now, when when Trent is on the run from Jason, he almost gets run over by the tow truck. Did you think that Jason was behind the wheel? I mean, he's already setting traps and shooting arrows and climbing rooftops and using tunnels. It doesn't seem like that much of a stretch that he has a side hustle towing cars down the fucking mountain.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, like I said earlier, you know, it fooled the shit out of me because it was a very odd interaction where he almost hits him and then just kind of sticks his arm out and like, motions forward and doesn't look around Come here so i can kill you now (laughs) yeah it was a weird thing and i was thinking the entire time i was like holy shit maybe he did drive like who knows this maybe this is a different jason maybe this is a different happy gilmore (laughs) um and i think it was a fun surprise to see him right behind and then i love the whole the final exclamation point when he slams trent on the back of that tow truck as the driver is like fuck this and just drives away um i really enjoyed that so yeah i i was thinking why would he not be behind the wheel? he's already setting those traps he's shooting those arrows he's climbing the rooftops he's using tunnels it doesn't seem that much like it didn't seem like much of a stretch that he had that side hustle you know towing him down the road so i agree with you on on your question man it was pretty great it's like
0: Jason Voorhees, uh, towing and machete sails yeah. also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's how he does it. Now, you had mentioned Jenna's death was a surprise. And that surprised the hell out of me, too. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they killed her. I've been staring at this girl since the 24-minute mark of this movie. And, um, yeah, it totally caught me off guard. I, I too, thought she was going to make it to the end of the movie. And uh, I like it when there's a bit of a surprise like that, like a red herring, where I am under the impression that this person is the hero and that's not the case. And I think that uh, Tina, you mentioned Tina from, from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I think that that's also a pretty good mm-hmm. uh, smoke and mirrors kind of thing, especially the remake, because in the remake, Tina's in the movie for like the first like 40 goddamn minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, my God, Are they totally changing this movie. I know I was on board with it. I was OK with it. I thought that would be kind of interesting to have Tina be the star and Nancy be sort of the afterthought, but uh, that is not the case. Yeah. I think they just had, you know, paid money for, for what is her name? Like Katie Cassidy or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. And so they're like,
1: well, we paid some big bucks though. Why don't we go ahead and just use her a little bit more? <laughs> um, Yeah. Her, her death was a shock to me. It was, it was interesting because, you know, she, they were shaping her up in terms of the, in terms of Randy's rules for how to survive a horror film She was a virgin, or at least it looked like it, you know. Well, she she didn't have on this on this movie. Well, yeah, like she wasn't. Trent was like, oh, I got some new moves. And she's like, let's go for a walk. Um, Yeah, I'll have everyone everyone else's got fucking glow sticks
0: and they're on ecstasy and they're they're raging on the water and doing all kinds of crazy
1: stuff. And she's just playing it cool. She's like, I'll have an ice water, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was uh, she was very polite. She was willing to help Clay. Uh, she seemed smart enough to survive. She had that like gusto that kind of seemed smart enough to survive. I don't know if she's like a tough, tough chick like Jessica Beale in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I think that I was definitely anticipating something to happen between her and Clay. And, and she just survived. So I did really love how they kind of did her dirty and killed her. I'm like, whoa, shit, wasn't expecting it. So th- that was very interesting. And I like your comparison to Tina because for for as panned or as I guess dogged as that uh, the remake got with Jackie Earl Haley, um, I liked it. Um, and I really did enjoy the fact that Tina was in it longer because I was also of the same mindset where i was subverting my expectations. And I was like, hey, is Tina going to be the main gal in this one? Because she's in it for a goddamn long time. And then, no, sure as shit, she dies. So yeah. that was. <laughs> too bad. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, <laughs> she she's doing so well. She only needed 15 more minutes and then she would have been. She would have made it. She would have been, you yeah. know, scot-free, right? Could have been somebody. Yeah. Could have
0: been a contender. Exactly.
1: But, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't waiting for her death at all. I mean, I was pretty much waiting for everyone else's death because they all were just ancillary characters, basically, for any horror film. But. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I I did enjoy that. I like how they kind of, again, subverted some of it.
0: What about how uh, Whitney was alive? Did you were you under the impression that he killed her at the beginning? And were you surprised when you saw her in the in the tunnels?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the way he ran after her with the machete and then it it cuts to black right before it cuts to the title card right before it, you know, he hits her. What was he trying to do? What did he did he just hit the take ground off. or? It's like psych. psych. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. She's like, well, I can't I can't hear you with the mask on. Yeah. Take, take off the mask. <laughs> Two for flinching. <laughs> 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 so <Yeah. laughs> so I, I don't really I mean, I get it, you know, for the movie and stuff. But uh, it was it, camera it, tricks. We, they, we were done dirty on that. Oh, one. I, we were under the impression that he was hacking her face in half. Absolutely. So I definitely was surprised when you see her on the bed and I'm like, whoa, holy shit. He took a prisoner. I did not know Jason did that. So, right. I, I was, I guess maybe
0: he's before before his machete uh, made contact, he saw the locket. And so he was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> he had an epiphany. You're, you're either a klepto and you stole my shit or you're
1: my ma. <laughs> you're my ma. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was a good surprise. And I really enjoyed that. I, I liked Whitney a lot too. I think she's beautiful. And I thought she was a pretty solid character.
0: Yeah, she's kind of rough. Mm-hmm. I would hate to be his prisoner. Me? And I liked how when they were tripping over the like the fishing line or whatever, and it was ringing the little bell. Yeah. <laughs> the little dinner bell. He's <laughs> yeah. like, sweet. Yeah.
1: That was, that was very odd. Um, but I do like that, yeah. All the, the little booby traps that he had. Yeah. So Freddy versus Jason is one of the
0: ultimate crossovers ever to exist on screen. Are there any other horror crossovers that you would like to see, or do you think it's nearly impossible to make something else work?
1: I mean, it's hard because Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees were two of like the biggest, you know, movie monsters ever basically. And so they did it back in the fifties with like Frank- Fra- Frankenstein's monster and Dracula and the mummy and Dracula and all that kind of stuff. But I think it would be harder to incorporate because it, it would just be very campy and cheesy at this point. And with Freddie, Freddie versus Jason, that was, you know, Jason goes to hell. You see Freddie's claw come, or his, uh, his knife hands glove. come down, your yeah, yeah. glove, and it pulls Jason's mask down through hell. And I think that was obviously setting up in the early nineties or in the late nineties. You're like, Oh my God, I can't wait. And then 2006 or whenever that movie three, three <laughs> when that movie came out, you're like, Holy shit, that took forever. So, I think that uh, it's hard to really build up that momentum and anticipation, but I I would like to see like a Leatherface versus Jason because they're two of the same type of people. They're cut from the same mold, two unstoppable forces, and I think that would be really interesting, except I don't know how much you could flesh out a story like that. What, Jason goes to Texas? I mean, (laughs) I had a partner, so it's um it's got a little cowboy hat yeah <laughs> and Leatherface just goes like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah this makes weird gargling
0: noises and then jason doesn't really do anything the,
1: you know and when just i was when there. i was a kid i always thought jason had a chainsaw uh which was completely wrong because jason does not have a chainsaw he has a machete so um I think, but I think that would be a fun battle. I just don't know how long a movie could be. It'd have to be like a 30 minute movie. Yeah, it'd uh, be
0: like a, like a three minute robot chicken
1: sketch. It's <laughs> probably much, good enough for me. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, you know, Chucky versus Leprechaun might be kind of cool um, just because of stature. But I always thought that if Chucky was real, I would, I would kick the shit out of that doll. Like if I ever saw Chucky coming, I would kick him so hard. I don't care if he has a knife, I would kick him as hard as I could. So he never really terrified me, but I think it would be kind of fun to have him Versus somebody, um, or like Puppet Master, that would be kind of cool too. And then, uh, yeah, um, he's
0: got a lot. Uh, what was his name? Uh,
1: Charles Lee Ray, who Puppet
0: Master? No, the Puppet Master. Oh, guy. I forgot his okay. name, but the guy that makes all of those, yeah, I don't know his uh, name. It escapes me. Actually, Charles Band, is that his name? Maybe. Um, anyway, I saw him in a, I went to this weird thing in San Diego once. Where it was me and my brother in law, and he was a really big puppet master fan. He's like, oh my god, I, I want to say his name is Charles Band. I know you can look it up while I'm talking. But um, he was like having this weird, like intimate, just sort of sit down conversation thing, like a Q and A at this bar. And so we went, and it was really cool. And he was just answering everyone's questions and telling
1: stories, and it was like a ninety minute thing. Uh, but it was pretty badass. Right on. Wait, he? Yeah. Was, so you're talking about like the director of it?
0: Yeah, the director.
1: Yeah, Charles Band.
0: Charles Bander. Okay, that is his name. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it was really neat. And like just talking about all the different characters that he's made. Because mm-hmm. um, like the... Who's the... Whatever the knife guy is. Blade. The, Blade, yeah. <laughs> knife guy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, I, it's funny because I I new This guy's name is Terry. And he got a... Remember when Motorola had like the the razor yeah bones. oh yeah he's like i got a blade <laughs> <And I'm laughs> like, you mean a razor that's awesome. <laughs> yeah so knife guy and uh so yeah knife guy and i i was always imagining like puppets because like most of that whole world is kind of like that so right. when you say chucky i think knife guy or
1: <laughs> or like annabelle is that the girl from the oh yeah yeah annabelle from the conjure or not is the it Hon- Hon- yeah conjuring, conjuring. Yeah, yeah i think so yeah that's right yeah, they throw down. Maybe they all get together. Just have this little puppet rumble. Fucking dolls, man. Dolls are creepy. It's Taki Tina from the Twilight Zone. That's essentially kind of what, what started it all. Seriously. Yeah. Um. And then I was also thinking one that would be kind of interesting if, definitely not my mind, but a, a smarter mind. But if you did like Poltergeist versus the Paranormal Activity Demon, I think that might be kind of cool because it'd be all supernatural. I don't know if they'd necessarily versus each other, but you could do something with it. I don't know. Like, like, go, go something. But yeah, so I mean, th- that might be OK. Do you have any like other additions to that? No, not really. I- I'm not really a big crossover kind of guy, especially like in comic
0: books. That shit always drives me crazy. It never works out. And the ending's <laughs> always lame. Yeah, true. But but for the sake of Freddy versus Jason, I think that one was awesome. But when i remember yeah. seeing that in a theater, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not even really a horror movie fan. I watch horror movies, but, you know, I don't have like crazy Uh, Props or memorabilia or posters or rooms dedicated to horror stuff. You know, I don't go to horror conventions. I don't know all the actors, and you know they're all amazing people that have been in a ton of films, and that's really cool. But it is a culture that I have barely scratched the surface on. You (laughs) know, I've seen I've seen a lot of the classics, and if you tell me, hey, just you gotta check out this fucking movie, it's awesome. Then I'll be like, God damn it, I don't want to, but I will. (laughs) And um, but I mean. I I subscribed to shutter for like four months and I watched two movies and one was a documentary. (laughs) So like I, I just, I don't really, I don't really do, but, um, so it's hard for me to come up with ones, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky, but I, I will admit that as someone that had seen so many nightmare on Elm street movies in the theater and, and, uh, and a, a child that would go to slumber parties and we would watch the friday the 13th movies and just soak all that in you know it was a, it was a, a monumental occasion to go see freddie versus jason oh and yeah, and so i i celebrated that one i was kind of hoping to get a return of the king trailer when it came out because <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. was a summer release yeah. in 2003 it was new line so i thought for sure i was gonna get a return of the king trailer and i did not but whatever yeah i, I took the gamble
1: I um I used to watch Freddy versus Jason uh, when I had a DVD player in my bedroom in high school, I would skip to certain scenes just because I absolutely love them. And I, I knew like verbatim word for word the uh the intro to it. He's like, My children are whatever <laughs> it keeps going all creepy. Um and I really loved the idea of Freddy versus Jason, where you have Freddy implementing Jason as a pawn so he can build strength to, to come back and then he's like wait a minute you're like a rabid dog and you're killing people too much <laughs> yeah. yeah he kept murdering people as Freddy was about to mm-hmm. he's like what the fuck <laughs> I'm trying to
0: kill this guy it's like
1: it doesn't work it's supposed to work <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like you're mowing my lawn yeah. I, don't, I don't need it <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really liked Freddy versus Jason I thought it was it was super fun it was campy but it needed to be and obviously they didn't take it serious but I enjoyed the shit out of that movie and I will always love that movie so
0: so. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, but yeah, I like it when they fight at the very, very end,
1: mm-hmm. like it's all WWE style. Well, because <laughs> when, when Freddie comes in, she's like, Welcome to my nightmare, bitch or whatever, and comes into the real world, and all of a sudden, he's like, Because <laughs> yeah. Freddie looks to the side, he's like, Oh, fuck <laughs> I'm in the real world now, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, yeah. But then, <laughs> but then Freddie knows, like, I don't know, like fucking Krav Maga as he starts fighting <laughs> yeah. Jason,
0: yeah. He starts doing little monkey dances <laughs> and going all crazy.
1: Capoeira. Yeah, exactly. know <laughs> <laughs> <way>. ba- <laughs> <Ba-na. laughs> Exactly. Yeah, this the guy knows what I'm talking there about. There you go.
0: All right, so remakes and reboots are a tricky business. Some folks downright refuse the idea of remaking films, while others like myself are usually on board with it. Minus a few classic exceptions like The Wizard of Oz or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, normally I would say just go for it, especially with the horror genre, uh, so that these classic tales can find a new, younger, and perhaps more relatable audience. What are some of your favorite remakes, and are there any films that you would like to see take a crack at being remade or
1: rebooted? Um, yeah, so I mean, with with remakes, as long as you introduce new ideas in it, then I'm I'm 100 percent on board. Um. If it's a shot for shot remake or whatever, it, there are some that I like. I, I can't really think necessarily off the top of my head, but there are some that I like. But I really do want a new addition to it because otherwise I can just go and watch the original And it was fun when we did the Evil Dead podcast, because I think uh, Fetty Alvarez did such a great job of creating a kind of new story, but making it scarier and adding different elements to it. Um, So that was that was really, really neat. And but I also really appreciate the original one. And I think I like the original one a little bit better. But, you know, it's just they did a very good job with that. And I guess in terms of horror films, because that's all I really because it's topical, that's all I could think of. But the the sequel slash reboot slash whatever of the same name, Halloween, the one that came out a couple of years ago, that was incredible because they doubled down on the, the idea that that Michael Myers is just pure evil. So in the film, they're trying to find out, wait, what's what's his his psychosis? What's his motivation? Maybe he has a weird trauma. Maybe he has this. And you know what? Nope. He has no rhyme or reason. He is just pure evil. All he wants to do is kill. And I really, really enjoyed the shit out of that. I loved the ending of that movie. I love how they set up for Halloween kills. Um, It was uh, it it was very well done. Same thing with Evil Dead. Like I just said, Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one of my more favorite reboots too, or remakes, I should say, because that movie scared the shit out of me when I was younger uh, I think it was very well done. I hated, yeah. I hated the sounds. I hated every every chainsaw cut off. I hated when he put salt on his his cut off leg and oh, uh, so oh
0: yeah, 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 and it was done like it was like it really happened,
1: you know. Like exactly. I like the
0: police footage. I like the Wee! the video camera. Yeah, the Polaroids <laughs> in the trailer. Holy shit! Oh my god, that was that was edgy, bro. I remember just that, like talking about getting under my skin. That the Polaroid sound in that trailer. Was enough to just make me say, fuck, okay. I don't wanna see this movie, but I have to see this movie because it just scared the shit out of me and I'm only watching a trailer, so I'm mm-hmm. on board. Because I love being scared, it's so much fun. And there's there's a handful of movies that have really been able to do that for me. And when they do, I, I love it. I just laugh and I freak out and I'm just like, and now I'm hiding behind my couch in a weird way. <laughs> so it, it definitely it's 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 more it was way more fun for me when it's when it's scary. I was and laughing. You laughing. mentioned Halloween. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that movie, I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, any, any like when he's. It seems like dropping teeth in the stall for the girl when she's like in the bathroom. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's fucking oh, awful. I hate. I that. hate that. Yeah. So I hate rest stops. Like I just I fucking hate them. <laughs> you know those are homosexual hangouts, right? <laughs> yeah, I was I was just trying to pee too. <laughs> There's something about Mary. God, I love But I mean, just I can't not think about Halloween when I or just being taken by some creeper at a rest stop. It always grosses me out. And, and anyone that ever stops at one, if you're by yourself, I encourage you to call a friend or a loved one while you are there just so that you are not taken by some horrible dude. Because it's just awful. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious, man. Yeah. There's some fucking creepers that hang out at places like that. You know, you're on your own. You're by yourself. You're, it's going to be hours before you get to your destination because you're obviously traveling far. Mm-hmm. So, I mean it makes for a pretty good spot to be kidnapped, especially if there isn't a lot of people around.
1: Yeah. No, that terrifies me. I'd rather just pee, yeah. pee my pants. I know. Fuck that shit
0: in a bottle. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do rest stops. And when he drops the fucking teeth in there, I'm like, are you serious? Am I really going to die in a fucking rest stop? I would be so mad. I would be more mad and scared probably. I'm like, God damn it. This is it. But that scene alone just freaked me out because it seems so real. Like this could yeah. happen to anyone. And then I really like the part where, that drunk kid was in the backyard, and and Michael Myers just kept getting closer to him as the lo- the floodlight was coming on and stuff.
1: And oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the
0: motion sensor light or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was that was real yeah. trippy. The friend who was like trying to he was friend zone, but he was trying to make a move on the on the main yeah. girl.
0: She needs a squirt bottom. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> get down, get down. Not get down. <laughs> That's a bad, <laughs> I'm a bad friend. <laughs> a <laughs> squirt <bottom>. <laughs> 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. We did oh, one of those. yeah, and but like for other movies too. So I, I actually, so I never saw the original Candyman, which I know it's it's egregious because yeah. t- Tony Tony Todd, his
0: name? yeah, t- Tony Todd, uh, he, the man. yeah,
1: he's great. Uh, but I just have not seen the original Candyman. It's not streaming anywhere either, so I'm not able to watch it. But watch once it, like you know. Like we had the conversation when we're like, fuck, we want to watch this movie, so I guess we'll buy it. And then all of a sudden it comes available on HBO Max or whatever. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the worst. I know. But um, so I think the, the remake should be really cool. I, I'm excited for that. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder one, the chicken sandwich movie. I think that one is <laughs> I really enjoy that one a lot, though. Uh, the Thing, which is technically a remake. I really enjoy mm-hmm. dread. You and I both really love dread. And then yeah. uh Yeah. So that's
0: yeah. that's a reboot. Is it is, I mean, but Yeah, it's rebooting the whole franchise. It was uh, going to spawn off more sequels It's not like it's a it's not like uh you know, he doesn't lose his job and have to go out in the wasteland. You know, it's a completely different story. It's re, it's a reboot. It's True. True concerned. true true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like Psycho the what was it? Like Gus Van Sant or whatever that did oh, the Psycho. yeah, yeah. That's a remake. You know, I think there's a, a difference between a reboot and a remake.
1: Like a remake being nearly shot for shot.
0: Yeah, same ideas and not incorporating anything original. Like uh, The Nightmare on Elm Street is a reboot, Okay. I would say. Um, you know, it's a retelling of the story yeah. as opposed
1: to remaking it for the same audience, you know. So then Fred the 13th, this movie, 2009, is that a reboot? I'd say it was. A,
0: it was I'd say it's an unsuccessful reboot, yeah yeah uh because it's combining multiple it's kind of cramming three or four movies into one right movie to retell the story to kick off a new uh franchise basically right right, right to right. reboot it into
1: being something of relevance right because the whole idea of the kids going to a lake house is t- is taken directly from uh chapter four the idea i mean even even the barn uh, that's that disgusting pervert guy who's like, remember when you took my virginity? <laughs> yeah, he, that was the same barn from three pretty much had like the same right. layout. Uh, the whole hockey mask idea was three. The, the burlap sack on the head was two, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, unsuccessful is subjective, but in terms of box office, yes, you're right. It was unsuccessful.
0: Right. But, but see, I also think that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a remake. Cause it's the same, it's four characters. Yeah. You know, it's like the same amount of people or five people, whatever it was. It's basically the same story. Mm -hmm. It's these kids in a car that go to this house and then they wander off and then they get into trouble and they get fucking murdered. So like, to me, that is a remake. I think evil dead is also a remake and not a reboot cause it's trying to, it's, it's
1: retelling the same story. Yeah, but in, I don't know, it's in, weird. In, it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Well, in Evil Dead though, they give different information like you have the final girl in that one and it has that really awesome ending scene. So I think yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think when I think there's two different ways. Like a reboot
0: I think is to serve a purpose of kickstarting or jumpstarting mm-hmm. the franchise to have new sequels. Mm-hmm. Okay, then a remake is just a one-off version of this being a retelling of a story whether it be a gender bender or maybe even um swapping out uh you know different ethnicities or whatever but it's the same story just being retold with uh fresh faces right right, right. does that make sense yeah no that makes sense so that's kind of how i would classify it. a reboot yeah. is with the intent of jump-starting the series for a, not only a new audience but also potential sequels yeah no that makes sense
1: okay yeah, I could I could see that then with this movie. It would be a, a re- failed reboot. I got a control alt delete one more time. <laughs> Too many control alt
0: deletes there. I don't know. I, I think it's it's important to define what those two things are. Absolutely. A reboot and a remake. Like Halloween is a reboot. Because they it want is... to continue
1: on. And obviously they made a yeah. sequel with Halloween Kills.
0: With another one
1: in mind after that. Yeah. It's
0: supposed to be a trilogy.
1: That's true. Even though it would be a quadrilogy. Yeah, whatever. A new <laughs> a new trilogy. Yeah. I
0: mean, that movie came out in twenty eighteen and the original one was what? 1970?
1: Nineteen seventy-eight. Eight?
0: Seventy nine. Seventy nine, yeah, a long time ago. I agree. That's a that's a that's a long time to be making the same goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah. So what can you do? All right. I think that's all I had. Do you have any uh, final thoughts on Friday the 13th, 2009?
1: Um, yeah, you know, I, I really liked this movie. Uh, I think it was it was very fun. I think at certain times I was just like, okay, that's stupid or that's a little cheesy. I mean, again, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre aspect really kind of took me out of certain aspects. Okay, I said aspect twice. It took me out of a mindset. And so I didn't really enjoy that. But overall, I really liked this movie. So for me, it's probably like a B+. Um, I'm glad we rewatched it because it is uh, terrifying in the sense of Jason being able to jump super high and run super fast. And I know we we don't see him jump high, but I'm just implying like when the sheriff comes to the door and all of a sudden he's on the roof, you're like, how the fuck did he get up on the roof? <laughs> <laughs> how about on the roof? <laughs> yeah, um, it's just uh, pretty crazy stuff because Jason, for all of the other Friday the ths isn't really human. He's very supernatural, and so in this one, it's nice that you can see he's human, and it kind of explains he's just a strong human, strong crazy human. But yeah, but uh, so yeah, be probably about a B plus for me for this one. What say you? Yeah, I'd probably I don't know. I'd probably
0: be like a B minus. One thing that really bothered me was how they take his body and dump it in the fucking lake. Yeah, that was weird i was like dude put him in the wood yeah <laughs> I, I wouldn't even bother touching him i wouldn't even get that close yeah. i would just 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 be i would be michael jackson and i would beat it <laughs> there you go i mean yeah he, I would, will, he will kick you and he'll beat you and he'll tell you it's fair so beat it and i would beat it
1: he'll tell you don't just you ever come around it. here <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: don't you i put up signs i said hey fuck off i'll kill you if you come on my the property there and you and you did What do you want me to do? I got to do this now. Yeah. So I would, I I mean, the dude weighs like 300 pounds and they're dragging his ass all the way to the lake. I don't think so. Forget that. That's stupid. And then, I mean, for someone that can't swim and he's scared of the water, I did find it remarkable that he was able to just break through the dock and drag her down. Yeah. He should be like screaming. There should be bubbles
1: coming up to the surface because he's (laughs) screaming bloody murder that he can't swim. Especially when his mask was off and then all of a sudden when he jumps up to get her. His mask is on. But I mean, yeah, I that's I get flaw it on the show. Well, that's how the original Friday the 13th ended. You know, a, a lot of them end on cliffhangers like that or not cliffhangers. But the final scare. Yeah. The, the final jump scare, which I kind of liked. It's the hallmark of the movies. Mm-hmm. So um, it was it was OK for me. And it was it was a cool way to end it, in my opinion. But yeah, it was weird that they dragged him I'm like just push him in the wood chipper. There's your solution right there. <laughs> yeah. Pass. I would just
0: get... I'd hop on his little moped or Razor scooter or whatever it was that he was cruising Our around. Underground oh, tunnels. <laughs> I would just get. Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't call, don't ride, don't call. Just fucking get. And uh, that, that would be the end of it. <laughs> cool. And, and let's just pretend that I did drag his ass to the lake. I wouldn't sit around talking about it and watching the sun. <laughs> I would... I would fucking just throw them over and be done with it yeah. and I would run so fucking fast <laughs> like there was dogs chasing me and I would I could run an 8 minute mile no big deal I don't mean to brag or nothing but you know in 8 minutes I would be gone
1: oh yeah in 60 seconds <laughs> oh yeah
0: fuck yeah Meant. I mean at the end of the day it's important to note that the average foot speed over uneven ground barring injuries is 4 miles per hour <laughs> so that, I mean, that gives, gives us a radius, radius of 6 miles. Go get him! <laughs> yeah.
1: Holy shit! Oh Jesus Christ! No, oh, the pretty good segue Wha- there. Do, I like that. Why do we always segue to the future? <laughs> <laughs> I had to get to it. That was a slow
0: burn, wasn't it? That was fun. <laughs> oh, anyway, Jesus that's Christ. all I got. Friday the thirteenth, two thousand nine. Check it out. Scared me at times, and uh, I'm glad I watched it too. It was it was a fun revisit. I hadn't seen it since it come out, so it had been a spell hell yeah so it was fun to revisit cool
1: want me to take us home
0: I mean I can it's usually your job why don't you do it let's look I never get to do it how fun thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast remember to follow us on Twitter at dbcrazypod at Armo, and at Dale 60 where you can share your thoughts with us and people are doing it and I'm liking it I love I love the back and forth I got fact checked the other day on Geek Legacy <laughs> and it was fun I was like holy shit this guy listens and that's great <laughs> So feel free to fact check. If you think that Halloween really came out in 1978 and 1979, you can call Zach out on it. He will appreciate it. So uh, remember that. And if you have a recommendation, uh, we try to do something that's streaming just to make it easy for everyone. So keep that in mind. If you have some crazy, obscure fucking movie reference, like you want us to watch Hell Comes to Frogtown, it better be fucking streaming somewhere. (laughs) Otherwise, it's Iron Eagle, man. So, um, yeah, be sure to check out the other podcasts that we have. Of course, there's the Geek Legacy podcast. And we also have our fun little Escape Pod episodes, which are little half episodes talking about Star Trek. We're reviewing each episode of The Next Generation in the order in which it aired. And it has been so much fun. And I'm so glad we're doing it. And then also check out the Pixelated podcast with Stephen K. James talking about the video games. Just remember, don't be crazy. Thank you so much.